everybody. I'm Peter, and, well, Governor, somebody's got to keep us entertained. And it's only a matter of time until he breaks. It's Mike. How you doing, Mike? Good. Together, we're Rebels Rebels, the podcast where we explore the Star Wars expanded universe through a deep dive on the animated series Star Wars Rebels. Our guest, I am so stoked, is a Rotten Tomatoes certified critic with Black Girl Nerds and Collider. She also hosts a new After Buzz TV show called Animation Weekly and has a really, really great Rebels recap show on After Buzz TV. So she, we're making her recap this a second time. Uh, she <laughs> also hosts shows like Broadly and The Mary Sue, and that only scratches the surface because she does a million things. Please welcome Joelle Monique. Hey, guys. Hey. Thank you so much for having me. This is super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. You were stoked Definitely. to talk about Rebels again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so before we get started, uh, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. I say that each week, but I don't know what other podcast app there are. Um, I, I, I use Pocket Casts. Got it. Okay. You don't, um, need, you don't need to go further. I use you don't Beyond need to go further. Pod because I'm That's not fine. part of the Apple machine. Peter said you don't have to go further. <laughs> and leave us a review on iTunes. It helps a ton. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Rebels Rebels Pod, or email the show at Rebels Rebels Pod at gmail.com. Peter, are you ready to get into it? I am, Joel. Are you ready? Absolutely. Awesome. This episode is season one, episode 13, Rebel Resolve. The team tries to get Kanan's location to free him. So it starts off with, a, well, okay, before I get into any of this. Um, so, you know, the walkers in, on Hoth. Yes. Do yes. both, I want a small poll. Do both of you say at, at, or do you say at, at? Or I say walker. Huh. If you had oh, to choose between the two. If I had to choose between the two, I would just say Walker. That's what I usually say. I heard canonically there is a right way to do it, so I just want to know what. Wait, say at. Hmm. Like it's always been like AT just sounds. It's it's like it's too close to AT and T. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike. Yeah, I just say no. I I literally just say just Walker. Pick one. Just pick one. I, I guess I guess <laughs> I would say AT AT if I had to choose one. Okay, so I say AT AT as well. But I think Joel's right. Canonically, they are at-ats. I like it. But that confuses me because this is an ATDP heist that they are trying to do. In the ATDP, we've seen them a ton of times. How do you say, like, at dip? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, the new chicken walkers from Jedi are those ats. Yeah, I... So, like, canonically are just... The big walkers at ats, but the rest of them are ATDPs and ATSDs. No, I think it's one of those things when you got a when you have a good acronym, you use it, and when you don't, you just mm. you just say it. Walker's so, a good catch-all, though. Like yeah. I totally agree. Like in in summation, you could always just use walkers, and people should know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, walker and then chicken walker. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is a chicken walker heist. The rebels are attempting, attempting to hijack an at dip walker yeah. to get info on where Kanan is being held. And I love slash am confused by Sabine's like secret, like hand gestures to <laughs> right away to Ezra because they're, they're so lame. How she tells Ezra what to do is she points at Ezra and then she points at the walker. And I'm like, man, that's hard to, that's hard code to decrypt. <laughs> like, I'm like, really? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, judging from their other behaviors, it probably just means blow that up. <laughs> yeah. You, that. <laughs> it's just so lazy. Yeah. Um, so they end up jumping onto this ATDP walker and chopper plugs into the computer and they can't get any info on it because if you remember in the last episode they were involved with blowing up the comm tower on lothal so the entire imperial network is down 
when Zeb reaches in to the walker to pull out one of the troopers, mm-hmm. uh, he grabs him by the head, and I really want his helmet just to come off and not the guy to be picked up. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I've seen troopers take off their helmets. It doesn't look super hard, but when you so, but if you grab a trooper by the top, you can just pull them up. Given maybe you have they enough have chin strength. straps on. All right, I've never seen a chin strap, but. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good question. That I raise a really good question. Where, how do you secure We've been helmets? We've doing too many episodes of this. Yeah, we talk about the helmets way too much. But the Rebels helmets are just weird to me. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, do you Joel, do you have thoughts on these these helmets? Like, do you like... On the Rebels helmets or on yeah. the Imperial helmets? The Imperials. Yeah. Um, well... Okay, first of all, chin strap or not, we see a lot of chin strap in the Star Wars <laughs> universe, particularly in the original trilogy. They're pretty like obvious because the, the helmets are just big, like yeah. IRL. They're just too large for the actors to have to be wobbling a lot. True. Yeah. So it chin strap makes sense, but in space, you know, not really plausible. <laughs> like you would want a closed bottom helmet that clicks yeah. into something, totally. uh, you know, just for the oxygen purposes. So yeah. uh, I agree with you that if the helmet had popped off and made like a cool suction noise, I just sometimes I wish we went a little more Looney Tunes yeah. uh, with things just a little bit because it's fun. Um <laughs> Or, you know, in the exact opposite direction where instead of like, like Kanan rips the head off, like in the helmet, the head stays in the helmet. I'm cool with either. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I wish his head got pulled off and it made that popping sound. It was like, <laughs> pop. The best I, of both worlds. <laughs> I can't do a popping sound. What's wrong with me? Those are, those are, please stop I'll, making I'll, those popping sounds. I'll add it in in post. Oh, those are really weird. Um, yeah, so Chopper can't He's trying to get the info on where um, Kanan is. This the plan confused me at first. I had to like I had to think about it for a second. I was like, okay, so they're going in. They're going. They're getting into a walker so they can access Imperial records, right, and mm-hmm. figure out where. So I, it seems like a really bad idea that you would want any of your ships to be able to access any record. Like if we were in war with what it needs you know, mm-hmm. X country. We wouldn't want all of our vehicles to be able to access all of our information. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And you definitely don't give like your foot soldiers that information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if they were attacking like a general ship or something, I would be like, Oh, yeah. bet they should have the plans. But yeah, no, this is kind of weird. Yeah. In my head, I just kind of thought they were like hacking it. Like, so maybe the the actual walker doesn't have access. Like, like a soldier can't just like pull up whatever they want, but they are connected to the Wi-Fi to the ship. So, like, it's so basically like a Mr. Robot episode. This is basically just like, so the walker is just a walking internet cafe. Yeah, it's like a smart walker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, internet so, cafes. I miss those. Do you ever actually go to an internet cafe? Uh, yeah, there was a while where I didn't have a computer and I would go to internet cafes to send emails huh. to my mom. Like, hey mom, what's oh. up? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not really that interesting, but... Go. <laughs> um, so, I, I like that they have to abort the mission, so Hera comes and rescues them and Chopper is still trying to get the information so they left him <laughs> behind. Zeb runs out and he does the same maneuver he does on the on the trooper he yeah. grabs chopper by the antenna on the top of his head and lifts him up and like tucks him like a football under his arm <laughs> how much does he do you think chopper weighs i don't i don't think it's a question about how much chopper weighs it's like, i think it's a question of how strong is it <laughs> that seems very impressive but how much do you think zeb can deadlift <laughs> yeah yeah i know right i can barely carry a bag of groceries with one hand <laughs> Maybe he's like, you know, he's like an he's like the a large version of an ant, you know, ten times their body weight. They can lift up anything. Maybe that's crazy. Like maybe I don't know because Zeb always he seems strong, but not like super human strong. Like I know he's not human, but <laughs> yeah. he's sort of like he's not. But he's he's not frequently ripping doors off hinges or you know totally. 
compressing god yeah and he he fights callus to a standstill a couple times so like yeah, is callus super duper strong too <clears throat> or is chopper just really light maybe he's empty inside i mean we know he's empty <laughs> inside like if you know what i mean <laughs> but like literally empty inside too yeah <laughs> Yeah. I feel like Chopper's got to be close to like, like three fifty. Like I want to yeah. say five hundred, but that's like, but he looks like a dense little guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. agree. You know what? Actually, Mike, you have your computer. I bet you that it's on Wikipedia. All right. Okay. Whoa. All right. It's probably gonna be in like kilos or something though, yeah. and I don't know what those are. So <laughs> he weighs four stone. That's weird. I don't know what a stone is. I was just making that up. Copper weighs. It, he's thirty-two kilograms. Ugh. Oh boy. Conversion. <laughs> I'm an ignorant American. Uh, what? Seventy pounds? He's only seventy no pounds. What? That's bullshit. <laughs> no. I, no. I'm uh, calling total crap on Wikipedia. Maybe he is empty inside. Chopper's 70 pounds. He's basically just like a glorified aluminum garbage can. God, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's basically a sack of potatoes. All right. Well, uh, so I guess that just uh, solved the mystery for me. Okay. So the plan didn't work, and they are back on the ghost. Fulcrum and Hera are having a little heart to heart. Mm-hmm. And. Fulcrum says that the transmission the crew sent out in the last episode is being widely viewed by both citizens and the highest ranks of Imperials. And their activity is drawing a lot more attention now. So because of that, Fulcrum wants Hera to lay low for a while, which means that they cannot look for Kanan anymore. Kanan took the risks, accepted them. I'm sorry. Must focus on your next objective. But Fulcrum, Kanan is our objective. We can still find him. At what cost? You, your unit, the overall mission? There's something else, Hera. The transmission Ezra was able to beam out has attracted attention, not just from civilians, but from the highest levels of the Empire. It was Kanan's plan. I guess it yeah. worked. I love that advice, too. Something about that. I was like, yeah, go into hiding. That sounds terrific. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I was just like, I want someone in my life to tell me that. Like, do you know what? Right now, you just need to lay low and go into hiding. I'd be like, yeah, sure. That sounds excellent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Don't want to be caught. I you guys, well, the interesting thing about you guys recapping these episodes now mm-hmm. is now that we're getting uh, we're three Star Wars movies into the Disney yeah. launch of Star Wars films, and I'm starting to see connections in Rebels to the Outer World, mm-hmm. especially if you think about eight the other cells that are out there. We get in the episode before this, they talk about how many cells there are left. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's kind of curious to me the idea of these guys are kind of carrying the spark of hope at this yeah, point. Yeah. You bring up and a it's great kind of point. Exa- are you guys like pro crossover? Like I know we had the rebel ship in Rogue One. We had Ghost mm-hmm. in Rogue yeah. One. Yeah. Are you guys pro additional crossover? Would you want to see like yes. an aged up Ezra? Yeah. Absolutely. I. I, I man, because I love those. I love all the rebels Easter eggs in Rogue One. Uh-huh. Like there's like three, right? And mm-hmm. I, do you know? I, I I don't know that I want it. Like, yeah, I don't know if I want to see an aged Ezra, but I would like to see. I, I maybe I like it as an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's well, not, we that's all not know really... Ezra Snoke, so we did <laughs> see an aged Ezra. Um, <laughs> uh, my opinion, I I personally would re- really like it. But shout out to another guest of the show, Alex Backus from Black Series Rebels. They were chatting about in The Last Jedi, some people were wanting some more Rebels tie-ins there like they did in Rogue One. And he made the point that, you know, you don't want to bring your mom to one of the movies and her go, who's Ezra? Like, who's that? Like, so I would like it personally, but I just don't know if it's feasible to have more of a connection than for example what they did in rogue one like i thought the rogue one easter eggs were awesome but yeah i would would be curious how you would pull that off on one of the like saga movies well yeah i think they'll do it in one and then one-off movies i think they'll do it like i think rogue one is a perfect time to do it i think like maybe in the i mean young han solo is around the time right so 
potentially there's another good place to do it. But yeah, I don't know about in the, the trilogy. I mean, they did it pretty easily with Saw Gerrera in Rogue One. I mean, he's an original yeah, yeah. character from um, Clone Wars TV yeah. show. So I feel like there's a way to do it that doesn't leave, you know, poor mom out there confused. <laughs> I mean, my mom's one of her favorite shows is Rebels. So we don't wow. have that problem. She's <laughs> super excited. She just got on last year. So That's we marathoned awesome. it together. And she was like, this is the greatest show. I was like, I told you. <laughs> I love that. But yeah. No, I think it'd be cool to see like Ezra or even like, you know, Blind Kanan in a bar, like, yeah. do, you know, just like, oh man, there are some like cool old Jedi out there, like, you know, just kind of secretly taking care of business here and there. I think it'd be cool to see him in a yeah. movie. Yeah, I would also like lose my mind if it was actually Freddie Prince Jr. Can <laughs> 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 you imagine how you bad that would be? It would jostle so many people who don't know anything about Rebels to be like, why is Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> a blind Jedi? <laughs> but I'd be so pumped. Um, so Hera goes and tells the rest of the crew they can't look for her canon and quote, there is a bigger mission you are not seeing. It can't be jeopardized for one soldier. So this is one of my nitpicks. Um, sometimes it can be done well, um, but I hate when characters like withhold information for no real reason. So like, this is an example of her being like, there's a bigger mission. And it's like, why doesn't she just tell people what the bigger mission is? I mean, She's going to very soon, so why don't they just do it before they have to rescue Kanan? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, on the ones that, like, Hera has, like, some traditional training, though. And so mm. that's where it kind of makes a difference. Like, if they were all just citizens who became rebels to, you know, protect the galaxy, like, that, to me, then, like, shared information makes a lot of sense, and I totally agree with mm -hmm. you. But because Hera's got some, you know, official train, like, She's a by the rules kind of person. If they say don't talk about it, I can see Hera being like, look, you just, I'm your captain. We're doing what I say, fall in line or get out of the way. Like we have yeah. things to do. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm trying not to talk too much about The Last Jedi um, just because we're recording this in like weird ways. But just theoretically, if there's a theoretical movie where, you know, an admiral has to theoretically explain <laughs> herself to a captain in some sort of military fashion. Like, I understand why that wouldn't happen in an official military structure. Like, that makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. But, like, you know, this is a ragtag crew. Yeah, that's a good point that I think Hera is maybe clinging to some of her former training because she's in a weird middle ground where she's not part of any sort of formal military organization yet. But the Rebel Alliance will eventually get to a formal military organization. Mm. But right now, she's kind of just high and dry. So maybe well, she's trying yeah. to like shape her world and like control it in a way that's... Yeah, well that's what, and that's more what I was thinking. I, th I was almost thinking about it more in a, like a, not to get like too deep on it, but mm -hmm. it's, well I guess that's what exactly what we're doing in the podcast. Uh, but in a psychological way, like she's almost justifying letting go to herself by falling back on that, a, stru a structure, right? Mm -hmm. some, something with some stability. So the fact that she says it can't be jeopardized for one soldier... I think is like illuminating to like this, like, like that psychology of, you know, she doesn't say for, for Kanan or for, you know, our friend, she says it can't be jeopardized for one soldier. So, yeah, yeah I like that. Um, more importantly, this is the first time I've noticed it. I'm sure she's been wearing it this whole time, but why is Sabine wearing like <laughs> dishwasher gloves? <laughs> 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 like her gloves I, look like like the cool, rubber dishwasher she's a cool ones. Thirteen year old, she's got her purple streak <laughs> and her dishwasher gloves. Yeah. She's outrageous she's a statement. <laughs> I every time, and I love Sabine, but every time I see her, I just feel like she looks like a Bratz character. <laughs> Bratz with a Z, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, given what we know about toy sales in in um how they, their effect on animation shows and their ability to get renewed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And especially in direct correlation with having girls in shows and then, you know, distributors are worried that the girl toys won't sell, even though we typically know that's ridiculous. We saw that with Ray after the first Star Wars episode seven. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that was, you know, the goal, like, okay, well make her look like a brat style. Maybe that'll get other girls <laughs> into the show. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we missed a scene that I want to talk about really quick uh -huh. that when they, I was just thinking about when we were talking about Sabine, 
when she is shooting at the stormtroopers um <laughs> And she's like, you know, she has two guns and she's just like shooting into this crowd of three stormtroopers. Yeah. She fires like 20 shots and misses this one guy. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was so funny. I was like, man, it's so weird that how they pick and choose when their characters will be accurate with yeah. shooting. And in this scene, just to like make, you know, dramatic like war effect, she misses every shot. <laughs> He's like 10 feet away. <laughs> Uh, well, I wonder, have we ever seen Sabine like hit a long distance target? Dude, she's because we have absolutely seen her walk up to someone's yeah. face and oh shoot them <laughs> within two feet. She's an executioner. Yeah, yeah, she's not a sniper. But I don't know if because we, we've seen Zeb take out some long range targets. But yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. All Something right. to keep an eye on. Um, but Ezra enlists Chopper in a secret plan to find Kanan. And I also like his super sneaky way of pulling Sabine and Zeb away from Hera, where it's just like, hey, uh, I, uh, I need some power converters. Uh, can the entire ship come help me find uh, power cells? <laughs> and Hera falls for it. Yeah, it's a good plan. Oh, um, until Chopper causes a distraction, he overloads <laughs> the comm system and makes... Hera not look at the panel as they launch the phantom and sneak away. Uh, the two things I like about this is first of all, like Hera and Chopper get into an argument <laughs> and like Chopper, first of all, he's so, uh, what's the, like, like animated with his arms. Yeah. Like that's such a great addition to a protocol or to an astromech droid is those arms. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. and she responds like, that was not my fault. And so I just like thinking about all of like the domestic squabbles they get into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he's, and I swear in this episode, I could hear him saying actual words <laughs> and I'm wondering, cause Dave Filoni does the voice, right? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if they actually have him read lines and then they just like warble it. Cause I swear at one point Dude. I heard him say, I don't know. Um, a that would be awesome b i challenge the internet to do like uh a kenny from uh oh my god why am i bugging so hard south park yes uh, yeah. a kenny from south park would be like give me subtitles underneath like oh, yeah. i've seen subtitled like opening from because from the credits kenny's uh lines change every season yeah, yeah. so i've seen people do that i would love it if somebody did that for chopper Ooh, that's a great idea Someone do it that has more time than me. <laughs> um, On it. The other thing I like about this is like they ended up slipping away without Hera noticing, but mom Hera knows what's up. Mm -hmm. She gives them, she gives Chavez like, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh my gosh, my mom used to do that to me. <laughs> she knows what's up. Yeah, Hera has, definitely has eyes in the back of her head. Smash cut to Kanan. And Wilhuff Tarkin. Oh, Wilhuff. Callus and the Inquisitor. And I know we talked in the last episode about Wilhuff quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but first of all, I'll never say Tarkin. I'm just going to say Wilhuff all the time. Um, Obviously. I really like the way his character looks. But at times when like he's juxtaposed to another more flat Star Wars Rebels character, he looks like a little too detailed like he almost looks like hmm. a different animation style at times because i think they're you know modeling it so closely after uh cushing that yeah that's interesting i don't know i i don't know well, if and he just anyone had else, such distinct features yeah i don't know if anyone else feels feels that about like his character design but it's just like it's almost more human and less cartoon than the others huh. I see it. I see yeah. where you're coming from. It didn't notice me, in, or it didn't bug me in the moment, but oh, it, I can see yeah. it in retrospect now that you pointed out. It doesn't bug me, uh, and I don't even think it's bad. I just think it's noticeable. Do you think he looks better in this or in Rogue One? <laughs> uh, I would love this was the design they used for Rogue One. <laughs> 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 they used use this animation style because it would be so bad that it would be good. Like Dexter Jetster. Yeah. <laughs> so bad, it's good. <laughs> um, this gives me an opportunity to talk about one of my favorite droids. It's the interrogation droid. 
Um, there's one floating around. They are technically illegal, canonically. So we don't know if this one was actually torturing or if it was just, you know, doing some other stuff. Um, that kind of is interesting in retrospect. I think that came out in the certain point of view book that those droids are illegal, but, you know, Vader, that was flaunting the law when he used it on Leia in A New Hope. It's like, I don't care. Oh. So I thought that was interesting. This is not canonical. Um, this is Legends because they haven't fleshed this out in the new canon yet. But I just want to read you a list of all of the accoutrements that the interrogation droid has. Great, and great. As I go through, well, let's do a little quick hits. And why don't you tell me what you think it does? Okay. Or if you have any, like, just got reactions to it. So the first accessory is an arc emitter well that one's obvious yeah makes a rainbow <laughs> all right arc emitter arc emitter all right um bone fragmenter oh god that's dark what do you think that does huh nothing good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. nothing good probably i imagine it like in willy wonka when it's a bunch of particles and they just kind of like get yeah that's how i picture it oh, like okay. Two-dimensional particle explosion. Yeah. And do you need like a special tool to fragment a bone? Like, what if the droid just came in and was like, burr, 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 and it just had like a baseball bat and was like, oh, you brought the bone fragmenter. <laughs> it's just a blunt object. <laughs> um, he, the droid also has a chemical torture turret. Chemical torture turret for torturing chemicals. Chemical. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I just pictured like waves of chemicals. Yeah. Just be watching the chemical current. Yeah. Maybe that's like, is there a species that's mostly like liquid? <laughs> like a, is there like a blob species? Oh no. Oh, it's no. for torturing boar gullet. <laughs> oh no. He's mostly chemical. Um, so we've seen this, but there is a drug injector <laughs> for party time. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's a rave bot. Yeah. <laughs> Electroshock nerve probes. Okay. This one's rough. Peel away. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was, uh, that was Freudian. A flesh peeler. <laughs> a flesh peeler. Yep. Uh, what about a joint crippler? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a bat. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it also comes with a sonic torture device. Okay. I like that one. A victim analysis photoreceptor. So a camera. This one might be my favorite one. Acid jets. Acid jets. <laughs> Whoa. I just like to I just like to imagine that it has a rocket like chopper like that's the jet but instead of shooting fire it just shoots acid so anyone that goes under it's just burnt um, I like it and last but not least a searing flesh pincer oh for making steak <laughs> but it's a pincer did you say yep a f searing flesh pincer pincer Okay. Huh. They're yeah. going to be searing very specific parts of the flesh. Uh, oh, even... no. oh. <laughs> so uh, that's the lovely interrogation droid. Wow. Now I want one. Yeah. Um, so the Inquisitor attempts to crack Kanan's mind using the force. And I wanted to ask both of you, is this foreshadowing now that we see it in retrospect of Kylo Ren's like little mind probe tactic that he uses in force awakens yeah that's ex that's the scene i went jump to immediately when i thought about that uh when i first yeah, saw that mm -hmm. um yeah because i mean this happened pre uh the force awakens right so yeah, yeah i couldn't tell if he was because he says something about like a jedi still feels pain so i couldn't tell if he was just like using the force to squeeze his brain or something <laughs> or if he was trying to do the thing where he can actually read his mind and maybe he was just he's just not as good at, his, at it as Kylo Ren is. Yeah, I think it's like Harry and Snape down in the... Mm, uh, good one. Yeah, right. <laughs> down in like, he's like, you have to learn to like, control your mind. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's I think it's one of those moves. Like Kanan is just trying super hard to keep him out. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, and then frustrated by the lack of results... Tarkin orders Kanan to be taken to a place that never fails to extract information. I wonder where that is. The Jedi is no good to me, dead. Ah! Oh. 
His resistance is impressive. Yes, he does possess the will of a Jedi of old. Is it possible he does not know of any other rebels to speak of? Perhaps. I recommend we transfer him from Lothal to another location. One that never fails to extract a confession. Yeah. Uh, I was really excited when uh, they did that reveal that it was going to uh, be Mustafar. Yeah. Uh, especially because I just did the uh, Disneyland Star Wars experience, the VR one. Ooh, jealous. Where you're like actually on Mustafar and trying to get uh, secret intel and stuff. Um, and it's actually kind of thrilling because that final line of, you know, where Hera's like, oh, it's a place where Jedi go to die. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. as a fan when I remember watching this for the first time, I was like, "Is this strictly a callback yeah. to the loss of Anakin, or is this you know predicting something that's yet to come and in what yeah. capacity?" Yes. Yeah. So that brings up a good point, and I was going to leave this for the end, but let's just talk about it now. Um, going back to what you said about having the movies now to flesh some of this out. We now know that Vader lives on Mustafar yeah. in his little mm-hmm. Vader castle. So yeah. I, in my mind, I was like, it never fails to extract information. Like, is he bringing Kanan to Vader <laughs> to get like the boss treatment? That's what I thought. Um, Ooh, that's so cool. I mean, I mean, we know what happens, but I, I thought it was going to originally, yeah, take him to Vader on Mustafar. Um, Man, that would be so freaking bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next scene, we, Ezra, Sabine, and Zeb meet up with Visago on his ship, which I don't know if we mentioned this before, but it is named the Broken Horn, which is the same as his organization um, and the same as the horn on his head. That's lazy. I feel like that's lazy naming <laughs> on his yeah. part. So his organization is called the Broken Horn, and his ship is called the Broken Horn because he has a broken horn. He has no. Do you think creativity. they have like gang initiation where if you have horns, you have to break one? <laughs> oh, that's wow. how people know that you're part of the group. Totally. <laughs> They're like, bring the bone fragmenter. But <laughs> 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 at least makes it less obvious. Yeah. Um, so I liked, I also don't know if we brought this up, so I'm going to rock and roll. Um, I like his crew of IG 88s that work for him. Um, they're actually IGRM bodyguard and enforcer droids. (laughs) They're intimidating. No surprise. They're based on Ralph McQuarrie concept art for IG 88. Yeah. Everything is basically everything is including, I found out Visago's body. So not his head. As we know, his his body is just a human. What? It no, looks, so just looks like his arms and here, legs. I'll show you the picture. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes for you to see. As we know, the early Chewbacca design yeah. is based on the Zeb. Zeb. Like yeah. so, Zeb's head was early Chewbacca design before A New Hope. But Visago's body is based on the same sketches, and so I guess it's like his armament and the shape of it and he has like these scars on his arms and stuff like that it's pretty subtle but evidently that's where huh. they got the idea for his body yeah okay yeah um so i'll put that in the show notes it, it's not super obvious if you look at the picture but just what i heard mm. uh yeah i like so visago is like hesitant to help at first because um everything the rebels done has it's hurting business mm-hmm uh, they're getting imperial attention on their backworld planet, backwater. What is what does Tarkin call it? Will Huff, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, probably backwater. That seems like something you would say. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So Ezra convinces him to help by revealing that Kanan is a Jedi, <laughs> and I like, <laughs> I like, like he goes through. You can like see him trying to make this decision. Like you can his face is going through like these different emotions. Like, should I tell him mm-hmm. that Kanan is a Jedi? And, and I like uh, that like Zeb and Sabine kind of give themselves <laughs> a furtive glance like, in the background. And Sabine's like, Ezra, no, I'm doing it. Sabine. <laughs> um, yeah. So he drops the bomb. What I was curious about, I guess this plays out later on and we will see how, 
But would that be enough to convince Vizago from what we know about his character? Apparently, yes. I mean, on okay, if Vizago was meeting them somewhere else, mm-hmm. I could follow. I would follow that line of thinking, be like, "Oh, well, they could set a trap or be rigged or whatever." But like, you're on his ship, levitating. Like, you have no control here. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the force, right? Yeah, that's I the, guess. That's, <laughs> that's the answer to everything. Yeah, it's the force. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, because we we know that there's technology that lifts those boxes uh, that can lift crates up, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, this totally could just be a you know magician's trick. Oh, Fazago, you're kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, <laughs> I just also think like, yeah. So he has a Jedi indebted to him, but also like, I don't know. It just seems like he's he's much more selfish from what we have learned about him so far. Granted, the information he's giving him isn't like that crazy. Yeah. I don't really know why he's guarding it so deeply. So he basically says, because the network's down, the Empire are using these courier droids to physically carry information from the planet to a communication <laughs> ship. I really wanted them to be like hipster bike messengers. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Um, so I guess like it's low risk for him to be like, okay, now I have a Jedi in my pocket. So that's like good enough. But he, it's a very wild swing from, I will never help you. Like you're bad for business to like, okay, you convinced me cause you levitated a box. So yeah, who knows? Um, well, what if someone to you said like, like what's something that you were like, there's no way I will do that. And then if they said like, my dad's a Jedi and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Um, if I was like, no, I'll never help you. And then they're like, I'll let you pet my dog. I'd be like, okay. I'll help you. What kind of dog? <laughs> a chihuahua. Nope. Not going to do it. So we get out of the ship after Ezra secures this vital information and guess who's there? Mom Hera. Yep. Mm. She is P.O.'d. <laughs> I'd be scared of Hera. Yeah. I know you're mad, but... Mad? Try furious. You just put all our lives in jeopardy. I gave you a direct order, and you disobeyed me. Well, it paid off. I know how to find out where Kanan is. Maybe. Maybe? All that for maybe? (laughs) Hera, none of us want to give up on Kanan. And you think I do? This was interesting, too, because you would think, especially with their history and how close they are, that she wouldn't be so rigid in opposing the plan to uh to rescue kanan but she's outnumbered literally everyone else including chopper refuses to not help kanan so she reluctantly goes along with it yeah so the plan is that they are going to capture one of those courier droids and replace it with chopper so that he can board the communication ship and mr robot hack the Imperial Network. Are you watching Mr. Robot right now? Because you've referenced it, referenced it twice. Oh, yeah. It's okay. so good. Okay. I'm like, is that on your mind? I'm way behind. I'm just going to uh, I didn't spoilers, whatever. Rebels Rebels Pod, sponsored by Mr. Robot on USA Network. That I've never seen. Hack the future. Hashtag. I don't know if that's their actual <laughs> slogan. I just made it up. Still, I've still never seen it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, so I like these courier droids. I've seen them somewhere and I couldn't place it. They they look like Chopper and they look like, you know, a regular uh I was gonna protocol droids and astromech droids confused. They look like a regular astromech droid, except for it has like kind of a big triangle <laughs> yeah. head and like a weird wobbly eye. Like it has like a a googly eye that someone put on it. I really like this robot. He turns out to be such a nice guy. <laughs> or or, or girl or yeah. non-gendered non-gen yeah yeah it's i don't even want to get into yeah that we'll, we'll address droids it droids have gender I, hey, I hate that oh yeah why do they they're droids why do they need to be it's from a less progressive time it was a long long time ago yeah yeah that's true <laughs> this is a galaxy far away yeah um so they take out the stormtroopers that are bringing the courier droid to the transport ship and they kidnap the droid and replace it with Chopper, who has a nice new paint job. <laughs> and I like that when they show up to the ship, there are two stormtroopers. They're like, 
Hey, where's where's the escort? Yeah, I don't know. Not my problem. We're late. Let's yeah. go. It's like <laughs> Yeah, those are those troopers are like, I don't know, I'm working for the weekend. <laughs> it's like they really they phoned it in for Imperials sure. Yeah. are not paying top dollar. You know no. what I mean? Like there's no unionizing there. Like it's gotta be hell. Like I'm not doing extra work for nothing. <laughs> yeah. I live to clock out at five. And <laughs> 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 I love those guys. Yeah. Uh um, so Chopper successfully boards the ship's bridge and starts hacking the network, hashtag yeah. Mr. Robot, and he is getting some unwanted attention. Um, I wanted to point out this ship, if you notice it, it's the same ship that we see in the prequels, the Jedi Light Cruiser. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like a precursor to the Star Destroyer. It kind of looks like the triangle pizza slice, but it has yeah. like two divots on the side. So those are still in circulation, just being used by the Empire. Nice. Um, and as the hacking is being hacked, um, okay, sure. we see a prisoner list. And I don't know what this means, but if you translate the Arabesh, um, one of the listed prisoners are the Wookiee Jam Crew. Oh, which they caught it. They caught a drum circle. (laughs) (laughs) The Wookiee Jam crew. Yep. Um, I guess it's an inside joke from the production team. We are not on the inside. So, oh man, freaking hacky sackers. Yep. Um, but before getting caught, Chopper ends up getting the information he needs and signals for the ghost to attack the communication ship. During the attack, he opens an airlock. And gets sucked yeah. out into space. And murders four humans. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, unless unless those helmets give them oxygen for a certain amount of time, then they're fine. I think we established earlier in this episode that they don't. Yeah. <laughs> I think that those people are dead so and they got sucked out into space. So that's murder. And I like how like they're being sucked out into space and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Tell my wife I love her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're all sending text messages as fast as they can. I love you. <laughs> so we also, so he murders four people, mm-hmm. but the ghost retrieves him. And, you know, we meet this nice new lovable droid and he pushes that droid oh. out of the airlock in cold blood and attempts to murder that one too. That chopper is like, he's, he's a serial killer. He's not painting a good picture of himself <laughs> in this episode. Like he's so brutal. That droid was so nice. Like I said, he's empty inside. Uh, we talked about, uh, you know, crossovers and everything. And after seeing BB eight do his thing in the last <laughs> star Wars movie, I really feel like, you know, Chopper and BB eight are kindred spirits and could probably pull <laughs> off some really great heists together. Yeah. Oh. That's true too. A lot of these new droids are a little murdery. Yeah. I feel like this is like, maybe they're about to cross that line where it's about to become Skynet and Star Wars (laughs) (laughs) in like 50 years will just become Terminator (laughs) where they're just ruled by protocol droids and interrogator droids that are just pincing flesh off left and right. I really want to see, I really, really want to see a movie with Chopper in it. That's kind of like Blade Runner. Like he's trying to figure out if droids have souls and like why they were created and like Ooh, get deep. like, get like super deep. Yeah. I would love that. And it's all about Chopper. Um, so Sabine looks into the intel from Chopper and she projects a picture of Kanan from the Imperial Network and it includes his rap sheet, mm-hmm. which if you translate, wow. Go, it lists his crimes against the Empire, including theft of Imperial supplies, resisting arrest, assaulting officers, <laughs> and piloting without a license. Huh. Scofflar. Li- he doesn't have a license? Yeah. I guess, he, I guess he can't stroll into the DMV, so that makes sense. Yeah. Or it's voter suppression. Ooh. Um... So, as we discussed, the crew discovers that Kanan is being taken to Mustafar. Yeah. And Hera tells the crew that the only thing she knows about Mustafar is what Kanan used to say. And it's where Jedi go to die. I want to hear that original conversation. Like, (laughs) was it it Kanan and Hera, like, having, like, wine by the fireplace? And, like, like, how did that come up? How did... Like, what dark conversation. Maybe they were, like, doing mushrooms, and he's like, oh, Musta- I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, his goatee says they were definitely doing mushrooms. Yeah. After uh, after they were listening to Dave Matthews together, yeah. they did a little I mean, even, even, like, 
I I would love to see an episode of like like Order sixty six. Maybe it gets the Jedi Knights, but maybe not. You know, the le- uh-huh. lesser Jedi. And was there like a rounding up of people like slowly? And that's how Kanan knows. Yeah, like our yeah. our Jedi just disappearing to Mustafar, and they're like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, and we know yeah. that's a bad place. Or is it? Did he have like a, a premonition? I'm just curious as to how he obtained this information. Yeah, in it's interesting because we actually did a deep dive on what happened after Order sixty six, and there's no record of anyone ever being brought to Mustafar. So no. unless he's privy to some information that well, we don't know, out of all yeah. the known Jedi that were captured or killed, none of them were brought. The lava uh, well, you know, so maybe it's like one of those things where it's, you know, it's where Jedi go to die since, you know, Anakin Skywalker re- mm-hmm. fully transitioned over to mm-hmm. Vader and Mustafar. Like, there's no going back after, you know. Maybe he's, he's just after- being like really poetic and heady and he's like... Mm-hmm. You know, Anakin died there, and that's what set in motion the downfall of the Jedi Order yeah. in general. So that's where Jedi, as an idea, goes to die. Ooh, I like that. Very deep. <laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> oh, I love that line so much. Nice. So that's the end of the episode. As we do, we like to give our overall impressions in a unique and fun way. So what yeah. we'll do, we're going to put you in on the spot a little bit and I will have Mike give his example. But what we like to do is rank every episode based on your favorite thing in Star Wars to your least favorite thing in Star Wars. And then what this episode equates to on that scale. So Mike, would you like to give an example? Sure. So on a scale of um, C-3PO was created by Anakin Skywalker, which annoys me to no end, to um, (laughs) Luke gazing into the twin sunsets on Tatooine while John John Williams... Nope, wrong song. (laughs) (laughs) That's Indiana Jones, idiot. Um, while, while, John, while John Williams' binary sunset theme plays, I'm going to call this episode... Um, the last two episodes, I feel like, are stepping stones into the se- season finale. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of setup, and I don't... I don't. I don't know. With within this season, I'm not a huge fan of this episode. So I'm going to say it's like a um, C-3PO at the Droid Factory uh, in Attack Ooh. of the Clones when he's like in a video game, like his head's getting switched and uh oh, which is pretty bad. Yeah, what's that letter grade? That's and rough. The, the letter grade is like C minus. Maybe oh, even okay. a D plus. I'm I'm I, not I, trying to I'm not trying to be negative, but just thinking about this episode within the series. I don't love it. The things I love about it are chopper murdering. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little down on this episode too, but I would have if I said droid factory, that's an F minus, so I'm a little relieved it's a little better than that in your eyes. So my thing is on a scale of Jar Jar Binks being farted on by an Eopi and going Yusa um, to Luke and Vader's epic fight at the end of Jedi. I give this episode a rogue one just in general um, because huh. I'm not super into rogue one. I like it, but there has some flaws like it is not written super well in my opinion, just like this episode. And Mm. this isn't necessarily a detractor, but it is like this episode. It just kind of hands off the next series. So this is like you were just saying, Mike, you know, I think this is a stepping stone episode. Not a ton happens until the finale. Yeah. So it kind of plays the same thing as Rogue One. So to me, that's a C. All right. All right. How about you, Joe? Okay. I got this. So... On a scale of Padme dying of a broken heart. <laughs> oh, breaking my heart. <laughs> the worst decision place. ever. Um, to wait, can I go non movies or does it have to be a movie? No, I could do whatever you want. Okay. To um, the final fight between Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul. Ooh. Oh, God. 
That is a scene. <laughs> it yeah. is so fast and so impactful. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Um, I give this episode... Um, it's hard because it's sandwiched in between uh-huh. two very important moments. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of need it to get there, but is I want to give it a C minus. I'm gonna be a little bit softer right, than you guys. Right. I'm saying C minus. All right, nice. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Okay. Great. I lo- I love that. We'll save it for when we actually get there. But that mm-hmm. fight between Maul and Obi Wan is yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> It, I couldn't, when I first saw it, I freaking hated this moment. I'm like, I have waited forever yeah. for their final battle, and it's over in two seconds? Why did I watch this? I was, I was livid. But then someone was like, Joel, it's a samurai moment. And I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I see. They're geniuses, and I'm an idiot. Okay. I bow down <laughs> to the greater powers. It's brilliant. It is. Yeah. Because there was no fight that would have been cool enough. Like, that's the thing. It would have been hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely would have been hard. I think they did a good job of reconciling like Maul's flippy, spinny, like still athletic prowess. He's a little older, but you still see him wreck shop (laughs) in the episode. And then like, from what we know, Obi-Wan's closer to like facing down Vader. So like, I think it was a good blend of like, okay, so he's not as athletic and he's not going to be able to take him on in like a whole big, like acrobatic fight. So like, it's very samurai and like precise and, yeah yeah it's cool awesome so that is the episode thank you so much joelle um thank you guys this is great yeah this is super fun um where can the people find you uh yeah i'm joel monique you can find me all over the internet at joel monique every week at blackgirlnerds.com i have a show mondays 5 p.m called animation weekly on youtube um they're under after buzz's animation channel uh, it's a lot of fun i host it with carrie d lane and then um i'm doing movie news over at collider video uh, i'll be a guest there Friday? I don't know when this will be released, but, you know, check it out. <laughs> We're around. And, and I just want to commend you guys. I do a ton of shows with a ton of, ton of Star Wars, like, experts and, and talkers, and, and you guys really know your stuff. Like, it, oh, it was that's sweet. Fun, and I learned things. So, very cool. Thank oh, you. Well, oh. Bless your heart. Yeah. Can I ask, <laughs> have you ever met Maria Menudas? How many times have people asked you that, too? Me? So, Me yeah. and Maria? Yeah. Oh, um, let's see. I mean, Maria hangs out at the studio from time to time. I mean, we've had like a handful of in-depth conversations. Uh, and then I went to her house for her husband's birthday oh, wow. party. Ooh, wow. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. yeah for, uh, that wasn't just a random question. She started after Bus TV, so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just like, have you ever met Matt Damon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. For a second, I was like, where is this going to be from? <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. This was uh, great. We will definitely keep in touch. And everyone, please show love. Check out all of her stuff. Thanks, guys. Cool. Hey, everybody. Hey. Um, so we've been doing some deep dives, we've been doing some character portraits, but we, when we set out to do this podcast, we had some specific goals for season one. Mm-hmm. One of them was to do a deep dive on every character of the ghost crew. Yep. Because once we get to season two, three, four, we're going to be deep diving on other characters, um, and other aspects of Rebels. So... Our final character portrait from the ghost crew is none other than C1-C1OP, a.k.a. Chopper. There it is. So, like I said, C1-1OP, and if you look at it, you have to look at the way it's spelled. It looks like it says Chop with a very long H, a.k.a. Chopper. I really like that. <laughs> yeah, which I think is I think it's funny. I can't yeah, I like it. I think it's cute. Um is a C one series astromech droid. Mm-hmm. With don't like this, masculine programming 
<laughs> I just, I'm not going to rant about it, but droids don't need genders, but whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's like, I don't know, whatever. Um, it's just to fit into like our perception of like <laughs> sexuality, man. Let me break out of this box. <laughs> um, but so Chopper was activated during the Clone Wars and the early years of the Galactic Empire. He He's known to have existed a few decades past his manufacturer's expiration date. Uh. So he is a hunk of bolts, if ever there was one. So he's but, actually the oldest member of the crew. We yeah, said, we said Zeb was, but he's an old yeah. man. And despite his antiquated age, Chopper refused to consider himself old, which I think <laughs> is funny. Um, so, so moving back during the Clone Wars, I won't touch us on, on this too much. It comes up a little bit in that New Dawn book. Um, but during the Clone Wars, Chopper served the Republic Navy as a navigational astromech and was part of the Ryloth campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, during the battle, his, ec- his Y-wing was shot down and he was damaged leaving him to be found by Hera and you know, that's pretty much how he got sucked into the ghost crew Hera saved him mm. um, that also explains why he's afraid of flying in Y-Wings which is didn't know <laughs> um, some I'm going to do a couple quick places where you see him you can spot Chopper in other places besides Rebels infamously in Rogue One Yep. You see Chopper present at the Rebel base on Yavin 4 after Rogue One had just infiltrated the Imperial Complex on Scarif in order to steal the Death Star plans. So he's the only member of the Rebels you actually you physically can see in any of the movies. Which I think is interesting. Of like the crew. There are other members, you know. Yeah. But of the Ghost crew, he's the only one you can actually see. You hear like you know, General Sindul's name called, but... Well, do we consider Rex part of the crew now? This is jumping uh, ahead. Not at season one. Yeah. Later on, though, he has been canonically confirmed now yeah, to yeah. be a peer yeah, in he's... Return of the Jedi. <laughs> okay, which, yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, he doesn't count as a crew member right now. Um, which is which is interesting because Chopper was actually also there on Endor. So Chapa was with Hera and the ghost on Endor sometime after the battle took place um, where, you know, Han Solo and Chewbacca and R2, D2 were with Leia and he was tasked to get ration bars for some members of the indigenous sentient species of Ewoks (laughs) who wanted to eat captured stormtroopers instead um, Hera gave the envoy permission to give the supplies to the Ewoks and right before she and Chopper retreated back to the ghost um, Chopper it's a bit of a, a, a funny moment bumps into R2-D2 <laughs> which they've they've interacted before though in season one they've interacted we've seen that yeah totally and droids in distress um, so I want to talk about Chopper's characteristics a little bit because he's weird so this is how it's been explained. This is not me explaining it. Okay. Due to his advanced age and lack of consistent maintenance, Chopper developed a sarcastic and cranky demeanor. So while Chopper got on well with Hera, Kanan, and Sabine, he had a rough relationship with Ezra and Zeb, whom he often played tricks on. So Chopper had a he had a good relationship with Hera because of the fact that basically she saved him. Um, but what's funny is something that was noted is that um, unlike other astromech droids like R two D two, Chopper didn't care about being loved by the quote <laughs> organics he worked with. So dark and seemed to dislike dislike other droids, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> Um, he's also so seen murder he, on the ghost yeah. on the ghost he has a somewhat mischievous almost psychopathic <laughs> streak yeah which led him to sometimes endanger both sentient beings and droids alike um, I mean I think we can remember the one occasion where he pretty much knocked Ezra off the ghost in midair almost killed him <laughs> yeah and but despite this this these qualities and his seemingly sociopathic programming <laughs> mm-hmm. chopper is capable of showing love and affection i love the moments when he later on will hold people's hands when they're feeling sad 
mm. his little mm. arm comes out and he holds people's hand. I think it's so cute. So cute. Um, the, he has pretty basic equipment. Uh, rocket blasters, which he uses, you know, he has a spark projector. It's like, I don't know, like having a flint. <laughs> um, and he has those uh, ambulatory struts, those like arms that come out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of behind the scenes on him. I love this quote. Dave Filoni says, if R2 is the family dog, then Chopper is the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Which makes sense if like, yeah. I like that. And right as I said that, my dog started moving on my bed. Lay down. <laughs> um, but Chopper's appearance is directly inspired. We talked about this a ton by mm-hmm. Frank McCoy. I mean, not even inspired, just taken. Yeah. Um, according to Filoni, Chopper's actions were meant to reflect his destructive and cantankerous nature. Filoni also stressed that he and the production team had carefully selected the name of the series characters in order to imbue them with a sense of purpose and meaning. Chopper. Um, and I don't know if anyone's ever caught those little like after webisode things, but Chopper has his own webisode called the Chopper Cam. Yeah during rebels recon which is like after rebels they'll like do a little like recon on the episode previous mm-hmm. and it features like just chopper with a camera like roaming around lucas uh like into like the lucas film and like messing with crew and stuff and it's pretty <laughs> funny yeah it's pretty cute but um chopper is basically the scariest droid you'll ever meet mm-hmm. he is i'm gonna say besides like triple zero who's like Dr. Afra's like kill bot. Mm-hmm. He's the most murderous droid there is. <laughs> and Mr. Bones, which yeah. takes place the other one. Uh, and BT, who's... BT, yeah. Triple BT, zero, triple zero Mr. Bones, and Chopper. Yeah. I'm going to put them all in the murder murder droid yeah, zone. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, that's a quick look at Chopper. It's pretty short. He doesn't have too much of a history. Um, you know, it's short, and, but sweet. And... But sure, but sweet. And I find that people are all over the place with how they feel about him. Yeah, they think he's like awesome or they think he's like totally tubular. Yeah. Because that's like, the only opinions you can have. Totally tubular or downright dumb. <laughs> no, thanks. No, thank you. Did you see but, it? I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to ruin it. I think we did mention it on an episode, but it's always been kind of a mystery because it would never be confirmed who, well, I was about to, who I was did about to end with that oh you are okay sorry go for it so don't steal my glory <laughs> go for it it's not it's not even i feel like we are we knew it we've known it for a long time yeah it's just never confirmed we actually said it on this year on, on yeah. in this season we've, so it's we've not that big of a secret fa- we've called it fact and yeah. it is fact after so season four just ended that's when we're recording this Mm-hmm. Dave Filoni has been confirmed as being the voice of Chopper. Yep. It's the uh, first time in the series that he actually got a credit for yeah. the voice of Chopper because usually the credits would say Chopper appeared as himself. Yeah. Which is funny. Um, and Dave Filoni has commented on a bit that they were like looking for someone who's like grumpy and a little <laughs> mean. And he's like, I'm perfect for that. Ask my wife was like his quote. <laughs> but then he said he also, and I love this actually, a little, he said one time a little girl came up to him and asked him who plays Chopper. Mm-hmm. And he said he told her, he said, well, this is a secret. Don't tell anyone, but I'm the voice of Chopper. And he said she never told anyone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he said he can, he has no problem telling secrets to kids um, about Star Wars or Star Wars Rebels because they're so good natured they actually won't. He said I would have never told it to an adult, but I was like, oh, I'll tell her. <laughs> oh. I thought that was so kind. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Isn't that? So that's Dave Filoni who yeah. is, seems like a real gem. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I yeah, really, I really enjoyed that. Thanks. That's Chop. That's our C1-1OP. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Rebels Rebels Pod. I guess this is a podcast. You don't have to tune in. Thank you for downloading. There it is. Um, and you know where to find us. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Rebels mm-hmm. Rebels Pod or email the show at RebelsRebelsPod at gmail.com. Yep. And yeah. please let's put our hands together for Joelle Monique. She is so great. Her shows, she has a million shows. Ah, I'm sad that her Rebel show is about to go uh, away. 
But, you know, check out the backlog of AfterBuzz TV's Star Wars Rebels After Show and check out Black Girl Nerds. It's such a great website and we really want to support her and all of her work. Chess. And until next time, be brave out there and don't look back. Don't look back. Or, or look back, whatever you want. Don't look back. <laughs> Bye. Bye.